You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. I am Ben Wolf, your host. Uh, happy to have you for another episode where we're going to learn from our guest today how to become a leader that others want to follow. Uh, and so, with that, I remind you to please subscribe, whatever platform you are listening to or watching this on, leave a review and uh, make this content we're sharing here more accessible to yourself and through algorithms more accessible to others by doing that. Subscribe, leave a review, like, comment, share, whatever it is that uh, it allows you to do on the platform that you're on. Uh, So with that, our guest today is the president and CEO of Harbor Resources Leadership Consulting, where he helps people become a leader others want to follow as a consultant, coach, trainer, and a speaker. Uh, he is also the host of the Lead Up podcast, as those of you who are uh, watching on YouTube can see on his microphone. Uh, you can find out more about that or check out the podcast at leaduppodcast.com. Uh, you can find about him more about him in general and his practice and what he does with clients at mikeharbor.net. That's mikeharbor, H-A-R-B-O-U-R.net. And with that, I give you Mike Harbor. Welcome, Mike. Hey Ben, great to be here, man. It's a big. Well, uh, you got the name, the spelling right too, so that's always good. Yeah, well, the- you gotta you gotta pay attention to those kind of things because yeah, Harbor, you know, it's very British. I don't know the way you. Spell yeah, it. you you know, you just get tired of telling people how to spell it. Yeah, whatever, man. However you spell <laughs> it, hopefully Google can fix it for you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so so definitely happy to talk with you, our friend uh, Derek Newcomer, an EOS implementer out in. Pennsylvania, I believe, has introduced us, and uh, so very happy to very happy to meet you. And I guess just to ask you, you know, I kind of introduced at a very high level what you do, but can you just give me the quick two minute story on how you got to be talking about and doing and working on and teaching what you are? Yeah, really kind of lucky, uh, Ben. I was I was in the military uh, back in the early, you know, early and late nineties, I joined the military out of college. I went to base, I went to, to college to play baseball. I thought that's what I was going to do. You know, every, every, every man's dream or every kid's dream to play professional baseball. And yeah. I played for a, a few years in college and that didn't work out. And, and so I got serious about my education. I quit baseball and joined a fraternity, um, <laughs> which, which landed me in the army, by the way. And, okay. um, you know, luckily when I was in the military, that's when I really got into kind of personal growth. Uh, I, I thought I was a leader prior to that. And really I was horrible at it. I was more of a bully. I was loud. I was proud. I yelled at people. I could get stuff done, right? I'm a, I'm a driver, but luckily when I was in the military, I had some people that really believed in me, challenged me to grow, gave me some books to read, uh, started putting me in leadership positions. You know, I promoted pretty quickly in the military and, and, uh, it was, it was really just through mentorship, uh, studying lots of reading. And back in those days, you know, I'm probably a little bit older than you, uh, Ben, but back in those days, I would drive home from Georgia back to Arkansas and I would put my CD books in and I would listen to books on, you know, on CD, uh, back then. Now, now I love my iPhone, right? Cause I can listen to podcasts like this all day long. Yeah. And, and I read, you know, I, I just listen to auto, audible books. I'm a pretty boring guy because I'm constantly, when I'm on the treadmill, I'm listening to books, right? I'm just growing. And so how I got here is really just a, a desire to be that leader that others would follow, like you said at the beginning. Uh-huh. And I wasn't, 
because I didn't have good modeling growing up. I come from a very dysfunctional upbringing, childhood. Parents were very dysfunctional, but I, I desired leadership. I wanted others to follow me, and I knew I, I needed to grow. I didn't know that until somebody told me that, right? I had a, I had a major that I reported to. He said, Mike, you, you've got a lot of potential, but you need to get better. You need to learn. You need to learn to relate to people. And so that's where I really started that journey when I was 20, 23 years old. Uh, so I've been on a leadership growth journey, man, for over 25 years now, uh, which is kind of where I met Derek too. You know, I've, I've, I've been a student of John Maxwell's uh, and I met, I met Derek at a John Maxwell conference and we became right. fast friends. I've done a little mentoring with him as well. So that's a little bit about how I got to where I'm at today. All right. Well, it's quite interesting. I mean, my, my dad, my dad went to Tulane university, also fraternity, also in the army for a while. And while well, he was in the, you know, regular army and, uh, and his father, my grandfather, was actually a career army and was a, a full colonel by the time my, my grandfather retired. Nice. Um, but um, so, so I guess with, with, with the work that you're doing, and I guess what I'm trying to be able to get people who are listening to or watching this to be able to see themselves is uh, first describe, you know, the problem, you know, you, you describe some of the stuff from your own experience, but what does it look like? You know, people in this audience are, are are typically people who have or they're leaders in a business, a smaller, mid-sized business. So, mm -hmm. what uh, what does it look like when somebody's not a strong leader? Uh, what happens? What does it look like? What's that like? That's a great question. I think one of the most dangerous things we can do as a leader is to think we are one when we're not right. And, and again, not, not to offend anybody, but I thought I was a leader. I, you know, I gravitated to leadership roles, um, because I was a driver. I was kind of loud. I was a little bit pushy. Um, and if you bring that style into leading others, Ben, you're going to fail really fast. Now you can get stuff done. I was pretty good at getting stuff done. Right. And, and your listeners, they may be good at getting stuff done, but, what happens is if we're not a good leader, if we're not a strong leader, we leave, we lose people. You know, what I did is I would leave people in the dust, right? I would burn them up because I'm a high D type, a individual drive, push, push, push. And I turn around and no one's with me. No one's following me. Right. And so you're not a leader if you don't have followers. And so for your listeners, um, you know, number one is if we're a bad leader, if we're not a strong leader, we're going to, we're going to create uh, a wake of turnover. In our, under our leadership companies, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're leading a company and one of the, one of the key metrics you need to measure every, every quarter is your turnover. If you have high turnover, if you lead a company and you have leaders that are, that have high turnovers in their, in their department, that's a leadership issue. So you have to fix that. And that's really where poor leadership shows up is when people kind of come and go, if we had that constant churn, mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, with people, uh, as well. So, and that ultimately, Ben, as you know, doing what you do, it impacts the bottom line, right? If you want to improve your bottom line, yeah. oh yeah, I mean, just look the the at a minimum, it's about three times the cost of of someone's salary. Let's just say, in in my world, I work with a lot of leaders. Let's say a, a leader has a hundred thousand dollars salary. If we lose that leader. At a minimum, it's going to cost us three hundred thousand to replace them. That's lost productivity costs. That's recruiting costs. All of those things. So that's at a minimum, you know. And, and if that's a fifty thousand dollar job, then then you're it's costing you one hundred fifty grand. If you're losing ten of those, that's one point five million dollars, right? And and so 
that goes right to the bottom line. Uh, if you're a leader, if you're an entrepreneur, that's a key metric every leader should be looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't grow as leaders, that is is a major impact for it. And, it, and then it makes it harder to recruit people, right? Recruit better talent, because if we're right. if we're always running good talent off, we cannot recruit better right. talent. We think we can, but we can't. Reputational issue. Absolutely. Well, and so besides hard driving, what other kinds of bad leaders might might you know might people be who are listening to this like you know that you could describe what what other kinds of i guess mistakes or 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 kinds of bad leadership might people be seeing in themselves or in or in their organizations oh uh, yeah there's so there's so many uh and and i have a lot of these myself so you know that's why I, that's why i like leadership development because i got a lot of areas to grow but <laughs> in in my coaching practice and my leadership development practice the things that i see most are are poor communication leaders who just cannot communicate um it's the number one skill as a leader we have to develop. I, I used to be, uh, being a horrible communicator. I, I mentioned a little bit about my childhood. My, I watched my parents, they fought every single day. They were combustible, right? I mean, they were like butting heads every day. And, and so that was the style of communication I saw growing up. And, and so I had to learn how to communicate with people who couldn't, who don't respond to that kind of leadership, right? Communication or poor communication. If you're, if you're a leader, you have to be able to communicate your vision, your values, the mission. You have to be able to communicate about results. If you can't do those things, you got to get in some sort of speaking training or communications training class. And look, man, I'm talking to people that the person talking to you today, I took F's in speech class in college because I was so afraid to speak in front of other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And today I get paid tens of thousands of dollars a year to, to speak to people it's a developed skill. So number one is communication. I think the next thing is micromanagement. Um, if you're a micromanager, uh, people don't, no one wants to be micromanaged. Just, you know, paint the picture, give the vision, give people the tools. I don't like the word really empowerment, but equip them with the tools, give them the resources to be successful and then coach and mentor them along the way to get the things done. Um, those are two other things. And then maybe the third thing I would say, other than, you know, the, the three I've already mentioned, the fourth thing would be uh, kind of the, the leader who hides, like the leader who stays in their office and mm-hmm. it just expects everybody to do to get the work done. But when they don't get it done, they come out and kind of bark orders. I think those are three other than the hard charging driver that I mentioned about myself, mm-hmm. those three things right there. Um, I have to work on with leaders a lot. And then, you know, there's always the leader who takes credit for the team's work. Uh, there there's there's multiple things we could go through but i think there those three or four are the big ones out there that leaders have to be aware of so then i guess what what i want to know or or hear and others would want to hear is okay so what if i want to be the kind of leaders others do want to follow or a good leader so then what you know what's two three things and of course the more you could throw in you know examples and stories of people that you've worked with but What's, you know, what, just tell me about two or three things that people could be doing or changing or improving to, uh, you know, to make themselves into better leaders or people that would, that others would want to follow. Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, the first thing we have to do is uh, create an awareness of what our strengths and our weaknesses are. I think one of the ways we can do that, I've got a company um, that I'm working with. Matter of fact, they're out of Connecticut. Uh, but they've got a they've got a branch here in Arkansas where I work. One of the leaders I'm I'm coaching right now. They hired her. She's a she's a high level uh, director. 
she's she's got about 10 direct reports underneath her and and all of her direct reports impact the entire organization mm -hmm. and she had some challenges and so one of the first things we did there being is we did a 360 survey mm -hmm. and and so with a 360 for your listeners uh, uh, that don't know a 360 is it's a perception survey and what we do is we ask people who you work with like that report to you people your peers and people you report to how they perceive you as a leader. Uh, and so there's, there's different leadership competencies that we're looking at as kind of a rating. And it, it begins to bring that awareness in. That's, but for the leader being what they have to do is kind of set their ego aside. Cause sometimes you get feedback that you don't really want to hear, but I you need to hear, right? So it's that awareness. I think that's one of the keys. Um, and in coaching, you know, they need a coach like you to come around, come in alongside them and, and help them see things uh, that they may not be seeing themselves. So to, get, you could, to get honest feedback. That's yeah. the first thing you're saying, whether it's from Absolutely. your peers, from your direct reports, from a coach, somebody who's not afraid, however you set that up, to give you honest feedback. Absolutely. And look, one of the greatest gifts I was given when I was 25 years old, um, I was in the military. I, and, I, and I was developing my leadership skill and style, but I had a, a troop that reported to me that had the moxie to tell me what I was doing wrong. My talk was not matching my walk. It was the greatest gift that was ever given to me because I mean, I'm these one of those people guys, reported to you. They were not your peers. They this person reported to me and it's a lesson I'm, 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 you know, I'm, this is 25, 26 years later, Ben, that, that I still use that lesson to make sure, okay, Michael, if you're going to teach this, you need to walk it. Your actions need to match your talk. And so for leaders out there, I mean, I think one, be willing to ask your team, the people that, that report to you, how they perceive you, what, what feedback would they give you that they, that they really want you to hear? The, those are just two examples, the 360 survey. And then that feedback I was given when I was 25 years old that, that I still use today to, to help me be better. Right. And, and what, what else? What's another one or two things you would say for somebody who wants to be uh, wants to be a better leader that people would follow? Yeah, I think um, you, you need a mentor, Ben. For I, I, th I think for me, probably the greatest things I've ever done. Look, I grew up um, afraid to ask for help. I don't know if you have that problem, Ben, but. I grew up afraid to ask for help, but as I got older, I began to realize that the greatest thing I could do is ask people uh, for advice, for help, their experience. And, and so I think if there's a leader in your organization, so, you know, again, I'm talking to your audience here. If there's a leader in your organization that is a better leader than you, they get great results, ask them to mentor you. And maybe they're not in your organization. Maybe they're outside your organization. Uh, maybe you need to hire a coach you know, hire a coach. I think uh, hiring coaches, I mean, I've paid tens of thousands of dollars for coaches myself to help me uh, create awareness, create momentum um, myself. So I think, you know, those two things, you, you don't have to spend money. A mentor sometimes is just as busy as you are. And so they may not have all the time to give you the advice, the attention that you need. And that's why investing in a coach is good because that's what coaches get paid to do is to help you mm -hmm. move forward. So I think those are two things that, um, you know, all, all leaders should, should invest, or at least their company should invest in coaching for them. Right. 
Right. No, I, I, pre I appreciate those things in terms of the feedback. In terms of the 360, I guess if people, you know, I was thinking about it when people might be hesitant to give you honest feedback, especially if they report to you. Uh, but I think in that 360 situation, you mentioned that there's systems that you could get where it's anonymous. And so I guess it decreases the likelihood that you could guess who's giving the feedback might make them a little more comfortable. Um, and I guess what, one of the things I saw on your, on your website is you talk about making end of quarter adjustments to win the first half. I don't know if this is just like going into a very specific topic, but you know, that was like using a certain terminology and, and, I, and what does that mean in terms of, I guess, what I might be doing as a leader? Yeah, that's a great question. Right, let me go back to your 360 comment for just a minute. Mm -hmm. um, I use an electronic 360, so it is anonymous. You know, you can, people can go and, and give the feedback uh, electronically their name is not attached to the to the results of that so you can do those things anonymously um, i've done them you know where some companies have hired me to come in and actually do interviews uh, that's less anonymous although I, I don't what i do you know when i set those agreements up is i you know i get a commitment from the company they're not going to ask me who said what you know mm -hmm. so i don't give that information so there are various ways to do that uh, as well as far as the end of quarter adjustments um, you know, you're, you're referencing a, a podcast I did back recently at the end of March uh, of 2021. And, um, you know, I think at the end of every, I, I actually do this every day, Ben, I, I, every day I look at my day, I, I have a planner that I use and at the, I make adjustments at the end of every day. What did I do? Well, this is, this is some of the stuff I learned when I was, again, when I was in the military, we, mm -hmm. after every kind of mission or, or, you know, exercise we were doing. It was what we do right, what we do wrong, what do we need to do to get better? Um, but I think there are, there are things that often people do. They, they set big goals, right? In January, January comes around. 2020 was crazy, Ben. You know, we all know that, right? And so we go into 2021, we set these big goals, and 2021 may not have gotten much better for anybody, right? Because we're still fighting this whole COVID thing and yeah. we can't get out as much. And so we set these big goals and then we get to the end of March and we're like, oh man, I didn't hit those targets. I didn't hit those goals. I guess I'll wait till next year. That's what a lot right. of people do, right? Right, right? And and so I think there's adjustments that everybody has to make. It, it could be daily, it could be weekly, it could be monthly, but I'm at a minimum quarterly. Okay, what did I, I'm, I'm a little bit off here. And I always use weight as an example because it's easy. Maybe your goal was to lose 25 pounds and you only lost five for the quarter. Mm -hmm. What are you going to adjust so that you hit that goal the second quarter, right? Maybe what do you wait? What do you need to adjust? Maybe maybe you got sick and you couldn't eat right. Maybe you got sick and you couldn't exercise. What are you going to adjust in your eating schedule, your your diet, your your exercise schedule? That's what I mean about making those adjustments. Don't just give in to, right. oh, well. Not all or nothing. Like yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, most people, they're so hard on themselves. Just they, man, I failed. I can't do it. I quit. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in uh, you know, failing forward. Like Thomas Edison, I'm sure you've heard the old Thomas Edison quote uh, when a reporter asked him, hey, Mr. Edison, why do you keep trying to build that light bulb when you hadn't, you know, when you failed so many times? And he says, I haven't failed 10,000 times. I've simply found 10,000 ways that didn't work. Right. That's that we got to learn from those failures so that we can move forward, right? It's not a failure. It's a, it's, it's something, it's just something that didn't work that we can adjust and move forward. Right. 
No, I appreciate it. I mean, it's it, it's a good tool and it's a good reminder not to not to have that all or nothing mindset and to uh, you know and and not to just give up when things uh, you know when things get off track early on. Uh, yeah. So that's 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 a valuable. Another thing, another thing I saw on your website. I wonder if you could talk about how people might use it. Is uh, what is this daily compass tool, a quarter planning tool? Are those things that you offer? Again, people can find out more information. Mike Harbor, H A R B O U R, dot com, right? No, dot net, net, dot net, yeah. And uh, and so so so, what is that? Yeah, so I I have a tool that I created. It's uh, you know I call it my I used to call it my action planner, my daily action planner. But um, you know I think of a compass or you know today we call it a GPS. Ben, Uh, when you get into you just mentioned you went on a trip to Florida and you drove and you probably got on 995 and went straight down. You probably didn't have to put in those directions. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you know, take the belt maybe around uh, DC, but you know, yeah, I mean, you might've had to use the GPS, right. But many times okay. when we go somewhere, we've never been nowadays, I use my smartphone or I use the GPS in my vehicle and I put coordinates in to where I want to go. And sometimes Ben, we're, we're driving down the road and there's been a wreck or there's road construction. There's something that may create a roadblock or a detour, but the, the coordinates never change, right? Maybe we got to go around. Maybe we got to take a detour. Maybe we got to, you know, take an exit and, and try to get around the, the stalled traffic. If you're like me, I'm really impatient. So I'm going to try to find the quickest way around that wreck or whatever, but that GPS, you know, it, it, it keeps telling us, Hey, make a left turn, make a right turn. It gives us the direction we want to go. And so the daily compass tool for me is every day, Ben, I start with my coordinates. Like what are the three things I want to do today. So I'll show you, I mean, this is my quarterly planner. I don't know if you can see this with this blur uh, function. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me shut that blur function off for just a minute. So, so we can see this here. Uh, we, uh, it's not going to work. Here we go. Oh, there you go. So for, oh. for those who are not watching on the video, uh, it says it's a, it's a black folder it says the daily compass quarterly planner for high achievers. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is something you can buy on amazon.com. And so, you know, in here, I'm showing you a page of my daily comp. You're looking at the page for today. Right. And so what I do is every, every day in there based on research. Okay. There's a, uh, there's a book that was written uh, called four disciplines of execution. I don't know if you've ever heard of that book. No. Um, but in that book, there's a lot of research. Or five dysfunctions of a team. But, uh, yeah, I don't, Patrick I don't know Lincioni, but this is a book called uh, Four Disciplines of Execution. And in that book, they, they talk about the research that they did being about if you have if you have 10 goals, if you have uh, up to 10 goals, the odds of you getting any, any of those done in a year is pretty much zero. Okay. Four to 10. If you have four to 10 goals, you're the odds are you're going to get three of those goals done. But if you have three goals, the odds are a hundred percent. That's research that they did based on that book. So in my daily compass Mm -hmm. tool, what I do is I teach people to have three, three tasks, three goals a day, three, three tasks and start. That's your coordinates. Like what are the three most important things I want to get done today? Uh-huh. And, and then list out the tasks that we have to get done uh, to move us in that direction. So, and then, and then there's the after action review that I said, what I do well, how did I do it? What are the adjustments that I need to make tomorrow 
in order to get that project to completion. So it's just a tool being um, that here's what most people do. They kind of look at their calendar. They check their voicemail and their email and say, okay, what do I got to get done today? Well, who, who's going to tell me what to do? Right. The daily compass tool is you telling yourself what to do before anyone else tells you what to do. And that's specifically the beginning of each day, not just like do it for each day at the beginning of the week, but you do it every day, the same day. Yeah, I do it every single day. That's why I call it a daily compass tool. But look, sometimes when I coach people, if, if their tasks don't change a whole lot or if they don't have it, like I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm, I'm a business owner. I, I've got a million things like you I'm trying to get yeah. done. And if I focus on all 1 million things, I get zero done. But sometimes I'll tell people, use it as a weekly tool. You know, take it, you use it as a, as a weekly compass tool versus a daily compass tool. It really depends on the aspect of your job. Right. But what I'm really trying to do is get people to quit looking at their emails and their voicemails and their, uh, and their calendar to tell them what to do and really get the things done that are important, Ben, because we're, we're living in a world where people are so dissatisfied and it's because they, they're, they're not managing their day. They're not managing their, it's not about managing time. It's about managing your day and managing the priorities in that. And that's really what I teach people to do using that tool. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely, I appreciate that. It makes me think of a lot of things. I mean, one thing is in EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, just within an organization, you set up rocks, you set up just three to seven, uh, goals, not 37 or 10 or whatever, but you know, three mm. to seven, ideally closer to three rocks or like main goals, things that are important, but not urgent, uh, that are the main things you need to do to get, you know, to move the ball forward, to get where you want to get to, uh, that are, you know, unless you set aside time, you know, all those emails and calendar invites and, uh, and, and, and little fires that come up, just take, take over all your time and energy and you just end up with, the end of a day looking back and saying like what do i even do today just yeah do anything yeah you're the, the real question for all of us is is do we want to be busy or do we want to be productive right and and a tool whether it's a daily compass tool or some sort of eos uh, planning tool that you guys have uh it's about being productive and you know i know for me personally i get more done than most people do in a, in a day, I get more done in a day than most people get done in a week because I'm very strict with my time. I manage my time very effectively um, using that daily compass tool. I've helped, I've coached thousands of people to use this tool um, mm -hmm. being because, you know, I get every, probably there's, there's about three things when people ask me to coach them, there's about three things that are kind of top of the list. One is help me manage my time. Like how teach me how to manage time. Well, I already said, I can't teach you how to manage time, but I can teach you how to get the right things done. The priorities done. The second thing is help me be a better leader. Like help me to, to learn to communicate with people more effectively and then help me deal with, help me to deal with difficult people. Those are probably the top three mm -hmm. things I do when I, you know, when I'm coaching people, but number one is time management. I call it priority management, but that's a tool that I use every day. Right. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, we, we, we've had a, a far reaching conversation. I mean, from being a more effective leader and, 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 the, and the, the downfalls that, that happen with you when, when, you know, when, when we don't focus on being a better leader to, you know, to time management and planning and effectiveness. So I appreciate the, the wide ranging conversation we've had today, the, the huge amount of value you shared uh, with me and with the people listening to or watching this. Again, people can learn more 
about Mike Harbour and the work he does and you know, potentially using him or his speaking services at mikeharbour, H-A-R-B-O-U-R.net. Uh, and again, just really, really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Hey, Ben, this was a pleasure, man. I hope we added a great deal of value to your listeners and uh, looking forward to learning more about you all going forward as well. That is the, well, that is the goal to share that value. And thank you so much and appreciate it. And we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.